Good morning. I'm Michael McKee, along with Tom Keene. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. It is 7 a.m. on Wall Street, 12 noon in Brussels, site of yet another terrorist attack. Two explosions ripping through Brussels' Zaventem Airport departure hall, and a third rocking a downtown subway station this morning. Deaths and injuries, unconfirmed reports at this hour, put the toll at as many as 26 dead. Air passengers say the bombs went off in rapid succession around 8 a.m. Brussels time, the peak check-in hour for morning flights within Europe. An hour later, an explosion hit a subway station a short walk from European Union headquarters. Julia Ambra Verlaine is with Bloomberg News in Brussels, and she is outside that subway station. Julia, what is the latest? So the streets are blocked off, two full blocks. They actually pushed us back. It seems like there's a bit of a special operation going on. There are SWAT forces and policemen, but no military forces. And they're actually telling us to all go home. There's no access to the Schumann area, which is where all the EU institutions are. There is a report that uh, there was another explosion, although we understand it may have been a controlled explosion of another device. Um, it's a bit confusing because, as usual, the Brussels security, they don't want to give anything out because they're a fear of information getting out to the attackers. What do so we know? they're being very tight-lipped. What do we know about casualties? Now the, the, there are all kinds of numbers being tossed around. The, the latest unconfirmed report, say 26. Once again, still unconfirmed. But what I can say is I've seen about three ambulances go towards the Malbec station, so they seem to have more ambulances pouring into the zones of attack. Julia, thank you very much. Julia Ambrose Verlaine with Bloomberg News in Brussels. Midge Rahman is with us uh, right now from the uh, from he's director of European analysis at the Eurasia Group in London. Uh, Midge, one presumes today's actions connected to the arrest of Salah Abdeslam, uh, believed to be the only surviving perpetrator of the Paris massacres. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I don't think it's a coincidence at all, and I think. More, more broadly, if we think about the security environment in Europe at the end of last year with the attacks in Paris, multiple attacks this year in Belgium, today's events, I think they do all point to a deteriorating security environment, which we do think carries a large number of political and ultimately business implications for people transacting on the continent. Well, the obvious question is how this could happen in a place like Brussels, which must have been on very, very high alert. I think it does on some level point to the incompetence of the Belgian administration. I mean, the foreign minister only a number of days ago was talking about how the government has made serious progress and strides in addressing the domestic security environment. This obviously blows a hole in that narrative. Um, so I do think there is a question about competence of the government, but this is not simply a local issue for the Belgian authorities. There is concern across Europe, not least because Belgium is the heart of Europe and all of the European Union's institutions are located there. A large number of expat workers live, reside, work in Brussels, and I think those nationals and their governments are also going to be very concerned about the events that have taken place today. We welcome all of you to our coverage worldwide on Bloomberg Radio of Another tragedy for Europe moving on from November and the Paris attacks only four months later. Here it is March, and this morning's single word is Brussels. Midge Raman with us with uh, Eurasia Group. Midge, I think the great unspoken here, which we did discuss over the last few hours of surveillance, is each and every attack is basically a suicide attack, suicide terrorism and that. What is Eurasia Group, the combined abilities of you, Willis Sparks, Ian Bremmer, and your large team, 
What have you learned about the defense against people who want to give their lives for a cause? I think, Tom, it's, uh, you know, the, 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 let's say the Americans have over time since 9-11, I think, got better in terms of their domestic security environment. I think the Europeans are on something of a learning curve. This is a relatively new phenomenon the Europeans are now struggling with, certainly with the advent of ISIS, domestic security threats in Turkey with the PKK. We are seeing a larger number of multiple events take place all across the Union, and I think leaders are beginning to wake up and recognize that there needs to be a response now. Will that response be a federalized response? Will it be a collective response? Our concern is no, it won't be. This is likely to result in a a further sealing of the borders, a more nationalized response to the problem, which of course um, arguably won't get us all the way in addressing these issues and addressing these problems. We should note at this hour, there is a market reaction, of course, to what is going on. The stock 600 down two points right now, half a percent. The Belgian stock market stayed open and it is now higher. Uh, the Bell 20, the benchmark index up by uh, three basis points at, at the moment, a point on the day. In the U.S., futures are lower. S&P futures down by five. Dow futures down by 27. NASDAQ futures off by 13. The biggest impact in the currency markets, the euro down 112.15, and the pound is at 142.74. It is off seven-tenths of a percent. Uh, Midraman from um, the Eurasia Group, uh, this has implications for the Brexit vote. It has, it has a whole host of economic implications. Brexit is, is one of the, the most important, I think. David Cameron, British Prime Minister, has been arguing that the UK is safer in the European Union. That narrative becomes harder to sell in a context where the Europeans are clearly struggling to get in control of the terrorism problem. But I think there's also a risk for Schengen and Schengen integrity. We do know, of course, there have been um, more border controls in areas, strategic, in areas of strategic concern across Europe. I think the likelihood that now increases is is also real. And Mike, to your point, and Mike, pick it up here with Mitch Rahman, uh, this is a tweet across the Bloomberg, through the Twitter, of course, from Donald J. Trump. Do you all remember how beautiful and safe a place Brussels was? Not anymore. It is from a different world. The U.S. must be vigilant and smart. Unfortunately, someone not competent to comment is commenting on Twitter. Um, but, Midge, it does raise the issue that uh, extremist politicians are going to get a platform. It does, and that platform comes from the fact there is growing, there is a growing sentiment across European public opinion towards xenophobia and, and anti-immigration, right? So right-wing parties are going to capture and take advantage of that sentiment. Ultimately, that further constrains government's room for maneuver, which in turn means these crises that Europe is facing, be it terrorism, be it borders, be it the refugee crisis, are likely to remain live for some time. Schengen, uh, the major issue yeah. in Europe right now, open borders. Is this going to be the end of the Schengen initiative? I don't think it's the end of Schengen, but it is a further nail in the coffin in the integrity of free movement in the European Union. I mean, there were already border checks 
in areas perceived to be of strategic concern. The French-Belgian border is a very good example. I do think now you're likely to see more of those ad hoc checks, which, of course, in combination with, you know, um, de facto borders between Greece, Macedonia, Austria, Germany, does result in uh, increased transaction costs for business and does raise questions about the integrity of the the European single market. I don't think Schengen is over, but I do think it's coming Mm. under much greater stress as a result of these attacks. I think a lot of good work must have been done off Hebdo and off the November attacks in Paris. I'm sure a lot of good work will be done by authorities here. The cynic would say, when's the next attack? How limited will the rights be of the people of Belgium and the people of Europe as we come to grips with the next next attack? What will be the lessening of freedom in Europe? I think I think serious, Tom. To, to be honest, I mean we've had a, a very vitriolic debate in Paris around the trade-offs between security and civil liberties, yes. and I think that debate will now go certainly will manifest in Europe. I mean, we hear that officials in the European institutions are on total lockdown. They've been told they cannot leave their buildings. Um, Folks that have traveled to Brussels today for work are not able to leave because the Eurostar um, is, is not operational. I think more broadly, this debate will permeate Life in Brussels, it will certainly have an implication for life elsewhere in Europe. And I think mm-hmm. that's set to continue as we do as we do anticipate more of these attacks over the course right. of this year. Mitch, thank you so much. Mitch Rahman with a briefing with Eurasia Group. And this is what you'll hear from us through the coming hours. Michael, very quickly, what do you have? Well, let's just uh, run you through a little bit of the market reaction. Air France down 4.5%, Lufthansa off 1.5%. Starwood Hotels reports its hotels are on lockdown so far. Yeah. They have not been trading in pre-market, so we will keep an eye on yeah. that. It was something to speak with Richard Ashworth from the United Kingdom from European Parliament, where he was on lockdown within uh, that parliament located in uh, Brussels. We continue our coverage Bloomberg Surveillance. Brought to you by Invesco to the day's headlines. Have you searching for more investment views? Invesco's experts can help find the latest thought leadership at the Invesco blog. Visit Invesco.com slash U.S. to subscribe. Again, a muted market reaction, as Michael McKee mentioned, sterling uh, with a bit of a weight to it this morning off the attacks. In Brussels, the president has been briefed on the attacks. Uh, That, according to ABC, the president is in Cuba, where he will try to continue that historic trip uh, today. Uh, The latest uh, uh, from uh, Brussels looking at the attacks here, uh, just politicians speaking on the number of dead, very high. All right, it's 7.10 on Wall Street. This hour of surveillance brought to you by Volvo Cars White Plains. Visit volvocarswhiteplains.com. Michael Barr has the latest on the Brussels attack. Mike, Tom, thank you very much. According to Brussels media, for now, up to 26 people are dead after two explosions that ripped through Brussels Airport and a blast at a downtown subway system. Authorities are calling the blast terrorist attacks. All airport and subway activity has been shut down. It comes after Belgian police arrested the main suspect in the Paris attacks, Salah Abdeslam, in Brussels. President Barack Obama takes on an issue of major importance to Cuban Americans and the international community when he meets with dissidents today in Havana. 
And he will also give a speech to Cubans that will air on TV. President Obama plans to cast a spotlight on political repression and economic misery. Political contests will be held today in Arizona and Utah for Democrats and Republicans. Democrats also will hold a caucus in Idaho. Global News, 24 hours a day. I'm Michael Barr. Mike, Tom. Michael Barr, thank you so much. We will continue our coverage from Europe of the Brussels attacks from New York. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Bloomberg Surveillance brought to you by your Tri-State BMW centers. Visit them online at tristatebmw.com. At BMW, they make only one thing, the ultimate driving machine. 